Hello, everyone, and welcome to Not Just Books, the library's monthly show about what is going on in the Williamson County community. I'm Dolores Greenwald. I'm the director of the Williamson County Public Library, and I have two special guests with me, uh, both, both superheroes and superwomen. Kelsey Williams is manager of programs for Middle and Tennessee Northeast Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. And then I have uh, Laura Musgrave here. She is a volunteer extraordinaire with the Alzheimer's Association. And she has just been named to as a member of a new uh, Alzheimer's Council within the state. So let's start out and talk about that, Laura. Tell us a little bit about the about uh, the committee. Okay, it's um, the State Advisory Council. Um, we actually um, got that uh, into legislation last year. It was a, a bill that we had passed to have an advisory council. It's very important for the governor to be aware of where we are in um, awareness, uh, research, and um, I'm, I'm honored to have been uh, nominated and placed on the, the council. Um, we're meeting um, quarterly. Uh, we just had our first meeting of the year two weeks ago and the governor was online and um, some amazing um, legislators, uh, Senator uh, Kumar, uh, Senator Resty Crow, who is a, a huge, huge um, support of what we do with the Alzheimer's Association. And um, like I said, it's just an honor to be on this board. Um, I am a, a caregiver representative. So. so what do you see the council being able to do? Well, one thing we're, we're thinking about right now is um, the main thing that we discussed in our on our meeting was um, getting information to clinicians, uh, doctor's office, health departments. Um, it's so important so that when that person is given that, that horrible diagnosis of having Alzheimer's, then they, they're, they're like, well, what now? And right now, the doctors, they just give the diagnosis and send the patient home. So we are, we are really striving to get more um, awareness out to these offices through pamphlets, um, making them aware of the Alzheimer's Association, that they're there um, for the patient. Uh, of course, they have the 24-7 helpline just giving some guidance uh, to the patients. That's that's our main goal right now. And of uh, course, there'll be other things, but that's that's important. It's very important. Yeah. Kelsey, I'm going to let you jump in here, too. During this crazy uh, pandemic time, what have you uh, been able to offer in the way of getting the resources out about and information out about the Alzheimer's Association? So it absolutely has been a wild year for all of us. Um, but one of the things that I am so glad that we've been able to continue to do is to continue to offer our education programs like we have with the library that we'll go more in depth on in a little bit. We've offered, we all have also continued to offer our support groups in a virtual platform. So we have over 16 groups 
um, that generally meet all across the state that are now meeting virtually and they're open to anyone regardless of where they live. So someone in Memphis could attend a Knoxville group, someone in Williamson County could attend a group out of Northeast Tennessee. And so um, that's really expanded our availability of these programs because we know that for caregivers, it's really hard to get out of the house, especially with COVID. It's made it even more difficult because bringing respite in, bringing someone in to, to sit with your loved one while you go out has been complicated by this virus, understandably. Yeah. But yeah. one of the silver linings that we've really found is we need to continue to offer programming in this virtual space even past the pandemic because we're reaching caregivers that we were never able to reach before, really largely offering in-person programming. So we have a lot of online programming as well. So our website, ALZ.org, is a huge source of information. Everything is evidence-based on there. You know, there's a lot of information about Alzheimer's in the world. Some of it is true, some of it is not. And so I always direct people <laughs> to the website because what we provide is backed up by research and by evidence, and that's really the information that you wanna give families. Um, so the website, Laura mentioned the 24-7 helpline. That's 1-800-272-3900. People can call, talk to master's level clinicians about a very simple problem, something more complex, have a care consultation where they talk through kind of creating an action plan, um, you know, go through safety and medications and, you know, talking through all those questions that people have. Um, but through the website also we have you know, a center that's specifically for caregivers with resources. We have kind of a driving and safety center. There's part of the website that talks about research. There's part of the website that has all of our resources on it. So our publications part of the website that includes our brochures about understanding Alzheimer's and dementia, the 10 warning signs, Parkinson's disease, dementia, you know, what medications are available? How do I talk to my doctor? What are 10 ways to help a family that's impacted by Alzheimer's? It can be overwhelming. We have lots and lots of resources, but people can always call the helpline. They can contact me directly. They can go to the library who can get them in touch with me or Laura, and we can give them the resources specifically for them that would be helpful. So when people are overwhelmed, we always want them to know that they can come to us directly and we can, we can sort through what might be most helpful for them where they're at. Um. One of the things that we started at the library and Laura was instrumental in that is, is our workshops. And I'm understanding that now other Tennessee libraries are looking at expanding into that. So Laura, you want to talk about that for a minute? Well, um, I'm going to let Kelsey talk about, because um, she set this up um, with your library and myself and they reached out to the Alzheimer's Association. But just uh -huh. real quick, you and I had um, four years ago, uh, our friendship, Dolores, we had talked about, um, you know, I had lost my sister um, of Alzheimer's and she was only um, 59 years old. And when we got the diagnosis, we had no resources. So in talking with Dolores, uh, Dolores suggested we do some type of um, classes, a series, an educational series um, with the um, with the Williamson County Library. And I connected the Alzheimer's Association, as a matter of fact, the first um, 
time we came together, there was a speaker, um, a doctor from Vanderbilt that was speaking at the library. And Dolores was gracious enough to invite the Alzheimer's Association in. And we set up a table and we brought in brochures. And that was our first connection. And then, you know, we worked together and we came up with um, the educational series, which is in its third year. And um, just it's helping so many people. Uh, I remember the first class we did, um, we had a cutoff of 60 people. We had a, a wait list. There were so many people that wanted to um, to attend. Um, we started with just an hour class and now we're doing uh, 90 minutes. Uh, it's still the hour uh class and then 30 minutes for question and answer we call it the alzheimer's lunch and learn lunch and learn series and um but just recently the state reached out and i'm going to let kelsey talk about that because it's so exciting so i'll jump back a year first because y'all have done such an incredible job with williamson county that last year um one of our volunteers who lived in brentwood saw what you guys were doing in williamson county and was like, hey, the Williamson County Library is doing this. The Brentwood Library needs to do this. So she set up a meeting with her and me and the staff at the um, J.P. Holt Library. And so we sat down thinking maybe we were going to pitch one program, see how it went. You know, the Williamson County, we've had this many, many month series, but that might not be what they were looking for. And right away, they were like, OK, yeah, let's do a four month series. You know, let's start it in March, and um, we did the first program, and then COVID hit, and we continued. Oh. The, but then we continued the program virtually. We actually ended up expanding it beyond the initial four. I think we ended up doing six or seven months because we were able to offer that virtually, and a lot of the typical programming couldn't transition, and so it kind of filled the space of the library while also providing really important information for the community. So that was our first experience with expansion. And then um, one of my colleagues, Greta Brown, who's our program manager in Memphis, she had seen this great thing we were doing with the library. And I think she, I don't know if she had a connection to the statewide library system or if she just kind of cold reached out, but she just said, hey, you know, we've, we've connected with a couple of local libraries in Middle Tennessee you know, I'd love to have a conversation with you all about how we might be able to make a larger impact across the state. You know, we know that the libraries are, you know, the heart of the community. It's where so many people go to for support, for information, for fun. And we really think that this collaboration could be mutually beneficial in terms of offering programming, but also offering really important support that's widely needed across the state. And so, Back in January, we had a call with statewide librarians, I think there were over 60 that were on a call. And so Laura and Sharon from the Williamson County Library shared about our partnership and how it started and you know where we are and where we'd like to go. And we had just a fabulous response from the librarians who have reached out to kind of their contact you know, their program manager across the state. We have a couple of people like me that work in different, you know, regions of the state to, you know, start this conversation. And right now they're kind of promoting our existing programs. And then the hope is that 
as we build these partnerships, as we cultivate more volunteers, you know, we need more superstars like Laura out there um, in these communities across the state that we can start offering, you know, once people are vaccinated and we can go back to in-person, we can start offering in-person programming at more libraries. And then the hope too is that maybe we'll start some support groups um, and maybe some, you know, early stage programming for those that are living with the disease. And so we're really excited to see how this continues, you know, especially in our more rural communities where we, you know, don't have nearly enough reach. I think it's going to be a really exciting um, partnership that's going to do really, really big things. And it started right here in Williamson County. So super grateful for, for y'all setting that foundation for something that's really grown and expanded and will only continue to get bigger. Well, okay. I'm, I'm excited about what we've been able to do uh, in collaboration with the Alzheimer's Association and uh, I'm just looking forward to continuing that and doing some other things as well. I also know um, Kelsey and Laura that a lot of the money from that the Alzheimer's Association raises goes into research a tremendous amount of it and I went this was pre-pandemic so it's hard to remember but I went to uh, Alzheimer's Association luncheon with you Laura I met you there and they uh, we had a speaker that was talking about cutting-edge research is there are you either one of you aware of any new research that's come out or any progress with any of the research that's been going on for a while? So really exciting that you mentioned that because um, next Tuesday, we're actually having a virtual research symposium oh. um, that is being offered. So it is from 11 to 12 central time. It's called Alzheimer's in the South, the latest in research and health equity. Um, and uh, a researcher that works for the association will be there to kind of share these updates that you asked for um, with regard to studies that are happening, the association's role in research, you know, where that funding goes from our perspective. And so that will be the first hour. And it's a research symposium. It's open to absolutely anyone interested. It is free. Um, Laura's, I can send you kind of the the invite information for that. But if people go to our community resource finders, this is another resource that we have in the community. Um, you can either do alz.org slash CRF or community resource finder.org, whichever one's easier to remember, they take you to the same place. And if you search for education programs and put in any Tennessee zip code, um, one of the first things that should show up will be this research symposium. And then there is actually a supplemental panel being offered kind of 30 minutes after the research symposium part that's talking about COVID and caregiving. It's called a shot of hope. Um, and it's focused on where we are in terms of vaccine delivery in Tennessee, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama. Um, and we have Dr. Michelle Fiscus representing Tennessee um, who's going to give that update. So we're really excited to be able to offer this. Um, you know, 
there's so much research going on. Um, it's always hard to keep up with everything that's happening. I'm really excited about the research we are doing in lifestyle right now. Um, there's some really neat studies that are kind of in more preliminary phases when you study lifestyle. That's kind of a longitudinal long-term study where you're looking at putting in interventions in terms of exercise and healthy eating and social engagement. And you're looking at what impact that has over time. Um, and so it's we have one in the US right now that's the US pointer study. So I'm really excited to see what what comes out of that over the next several years. That's and also, uh, one of the classes uh, that we have in the series at the library is actually healthy living for your brain and bodies and it's tips from the latest research. So that that is included in this series that we have partnered with the Williamson County Public Library. So um, that's excellent. Yes, yes. Um, what have you, uh, you were talking about offering programs virtually during the pandemic. Um, and I know because I work with 501c3s here at the library, I also work with other nonprofits throughout the community. It's been very difficult to to put your name out there when there's so much going on. What have you guys been able to do? Have you done any virtual fundraising or? Uh, personally, I haven't. Um, but I'm hoping now that we're getting back into, I don't want to say the season, um, I'm going to be able to get out and do more things in our community. Um, I know that two years ago we did the barbecue and alls event over at the county offices. Um, and fortunately, right now things are kind of turning around. Uh, we'll talk more about this next month, but Dolores, uh, you know that uh, we're going to do a paint the town purple in June in Franklin. Very excited about that, getting the downtown merchants involved. And the last time we did it, it was neat. A lot of people uh, decorated their windows. I know Bob Parks did and Puckett's and a few others. So we really want to get the, the community involved in that. So um, I have been doing some virtual advocating. Uh, I know you asked about fundraising, but we we did all our meetings this year with our legislators. Um, Virtually, we did town halls virtually and um, great response to that. Uh, and of course, last year we we did the library series virtually. Uh, we're going to continue this season of the series virtually and hopefully um, maybe next month or, you know, before the end of the series, we'll be able to be back in person at the library. Yes, we're talking about opening up to in-person programming either the end of this month or first part of May. So we're getting there. We're getting That's okay. there. okay. We're, we're patient. We're still going to continue <laughs> the classes virtually. And when you're ready for us, we'll be there. Um, do what, Kelsey? Gonna say, I was going to add on that over the last year, from an association standpoint, we have done some, you know, of our fundraisers transition those to a virtual format. So, Walked and Alzheimer's this last year, 
was what we called a hybrid model. So people walking in their own communities with their own families, you know, people that were already in their kind of little safe pods walking. And then there was an opportunity for kind of a drive-by experience with the Promise Garden, um, which is such a big part of, of the walk event. And then the longest day too is kind of already, I don't know if virtual is the right word, um, but the longest day is our DIY fundraiser that centered on the summer solstice. And the idea is that um, the day with the most light is the day that we fight the darkness of Alzheimer's. And it's also about doing things that we love to honor the people we love who've been impacted by the disease. Um, so my family, I lost my grandmother to Alzheimer's, so this cause is both you know, a professional one for me, but also very deeply personal. Um, so we did a pretty fun drive-by uh, margarita fundraiser, so like a lemonade stand, but with margaritas um, during the pandemic. That's <laughs> drinking and driving. Drinking and driving by. We should have been there. We asked people not to drink them until they got home. You know, we tried to, you know, be very safe about it. Um, but typically we do an in-person happy hour, but just didn't feel safe doing that um, this past year. And so we were like, well, you know, we want to do something, but how do we do something that's safe? So we wore masks, everyone wore masks. Um, but it was a really fun way to continue to to support, you know, this end all's cause that is so critical um, while also bringing together friends and family in a safe, fun way. Um, so people that have, you know, did all sorts of fundraisers over the last year. Some people did Facebook. Um, you know, I've saw some people do like virtual, like painting parties or virtual game nights or movie nights, kind of turning those into fundraisers. So there's always a way to do things, even if it's not in person, we just have to be a little creative and it might be a little strange, but you know, I'm all about, um, the unique opportunities to raise funds for this cause. There's no what? stopping us. <laughs> I said, there's no stopping us. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Speaking of that, let's, let's go back and talk a second about you guys or because I see your Facebook page, Lori, you guys are in Nashville quite a bit in front of legislators. So uh, tell me a little bit about your experience with that. Well, um, I started my work with Alzheimer's on the advocacy level. As a matter of fact, um, my sister had passed on a Friday afternoon in South Florida, and I called the Alzheimer's Association here in Nashville and spoke with Tiffany, who you've met, Dolores, and, mm -hmm. and said, I have a story to tell. And she said, uh, we're going to Day on the Hill on Wednesday. So I actually, oh, wow. flew, I flew home on Monday. And on Wednesday was my first uh, day on the hill. Um, and I took my sister's picture with me and I put it right on the desk in front of anybody that would listen. <laughs> and they listen. Um, it's changed a lot since that first day when I was on the hill and and. One of the first questions I ask is, do you have a connection to the disease? And at the time, there wasn't. Mm -hmm. And we used to say one in three people had a connection. And here it is four years later, and it's just, I'm so surprised at the people that have connections now up on the hill. 
Um, we work very closely with uh, Representative Sam Whitson, who has a, a, a deep connection. His mother passed from it. And uh, he is a huge supporter of ours. And um, it's just, it, I can't believe it. I, I only, I say, I think it's one out of two people now that have a connection. Um, you know, we know the, the statistics here in Williamson County, it's the uh, third leading cause of death. Um, fortunately, not only on the Hill, but our, our local um, politicians have been very supportive too. Uh, both Mayor Rogers Anderson and Mayor Ken Moore will be proclaiming June as Alzheimer's Awareness Month in Williamson County and Franklin. So yeah. they have they have both been a, a huge supporter of ours um, over the years. So we, we do get a lot of support on the Hill. It's a, it's a nonpartisan issue. Um, we say, you know, it's not red or blue. Um, as a matter of fact, red and blue make purple. That's so, right. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, we talked about fundraising a little bit ago. Kelsey, if somebody wants to donate to the Alzheimer's Association, what's the best way to do it now? There's a few different ways that they can do it. Um, they can do it online, just alz.org. They can give just a tribute donation or just a general donation. Um, and those can be tracked back with zip code. Um, they can also give funds directly to one of our fundraising initiatives. So, you know, if they want to give a general donation to the Walk to End Alzheimer's, or to the longest day, they can give a gift on either of those websites. So alz.org slash walk, alz.org slash TLD. Um, they can also create a fundraiser for either of those. That's oftentimes what I'll recommend people to do. That way they get credit for it. We know that it comes from them. You know, if you pull a donation report, we might be able to sift out and see, you know, that Sam Jones and Williamson County gave you know, this gift, but in, if they're interested in getting connected with us or um, being a larger part of a movement, I think creating a team for the walk or creating a team for the longest day and then giving the gift through that is probably the best and most meaningful way to do that because it can spiral into something so much bigger than you think, or it could just be very simple. It could just be, I wanted to give a gift I'm giving my gift and then on the longest day, you know, I'm going to do my mom's favorite activity and I'm going to paint and I've given my gift and that's what I'm going to do. You know, it could be something small like that. It could be, I'm going to give my gift and then on the longest day, I'm going to get friends and family together and we're all going to paint in our respective places and give donations. And then we're going to auction off, you know, the art that we create for the team. You know, it could be something small. It could be something big. You know, it could be doing the walk in the fall, which is such a fun way for the community to come together. Um, you know, you can earn a t-shirt if you raise $100 or more, and then there's all of these VIP levels that Laura is very familiar with as a um, you know, superstar advocate and volunteer and fundraiser and everything Alzheimer's. Um, but, you know, there's so many different ways to get involved, but I really think that you see the greatest impact of those gifts when it's through an initiative. Right. Well, 
Thank you very much. Is uh, there anything that either one of you would want to add before we? Well, uh, uh, I'd love to just uh, mention the uh, series that we're starting here in a couple of days. Um, April 27th is the first of our um, six-part series that we've partnered with the Williamson County Public Library. And you can go to WCPL. Is that right, Dolores? Refresh me. WCPLTN.org. I'm sorry, WCPLTN.org. And it'll have the different classes. Um, it is always the third Tuesday of the month. Um, the, the class starts at 1.30 to 2.30. And then, um, of course, we have the 30 minutes afterward um, for questions and answers. And they're, they're very, very informative classes. Um, everything from understanding Alzheimer's, uh, the 10 warning signs. They also have a legal and financial planning. Um, and we actually have a, an elder uh, attorney um, that, that speaks in that. I'm excited for our first class this series, um, Dr. David Hutchings, who lives here in Williamson County. Um, He's amazing. He's going to be uh, hosting the first class, Understanding Alzheimer's and Dementia. And oh. he, yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard him speak to Loris. He is amazing. Um, I'm so glad that we have the connection with him. And so, and then maybe you'll see my face on one of these classes. <laughs> well, I hope so. I, I, so. I, I love teaching the classes. I'm not sure if I like virtual or in person. Um, I love both, but I'm still getting used to the virtual. I think I yeah. might prefer in person. You yeah. do a wonderful job. But as a quick clarification, it's the fourth Tuesday of the month. So this. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. So the one in April is the 27th. Yes. Is our first program of our 2021 series at 1:30. So yeah, would love all of you to join us. Yes, and I want to give a shout out to Sharon Riley, your research librarian, Dolores. Um, we have worked with her since day one, and she just is so passionate about this and helping, and she's learning, you know, right along, and she does the, the brochures up for us, and um, I hope to get these brochures out even more places, but they are at the library. Um, which will give a, a little synopsis of the, of the class and the times. But um, she is just amazing. She brings down a whole cart full of books on Alzheimer's and dementia. And um, again, thank you for your support in this too, Dolores. And Kelsey, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so grateful to you, Laura, to you, Dolores. We couldn't do any of the work that we do with the Alzheimer's Association without volunteers like you, without community partners like the Williamson County Library. Well, you know, we rely so much on community partnerships and other people sharing what we're doing and partnering with us to support more families. So um, just beyond grateful because y'all are really the heart of how we're able to make the impact that we yeah. are. Thank you, and it's it. What you guys do is so important in the way, not only in the way of uh, research, but in just support for families that are going through this. Because it's such a horrible experience, and to know that 
you know, there's there's a there's a support association for you is is wonderful. And uh, we have enjoyed our our partnership and look forward to many other great things. And Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you and, for inviting me. Or did I invite myself? <laughs> <laughs> and, no, thank you. And Kelsey, thank you for being here too, honey. Of course. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And Williamson County TV, the people in the background. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. And uh, until next time, enjoy your world and read. Bye.